now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Lola, Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, we're not going to do a lot of learning to fly info today, but uh, and and really, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about GA uh, today, general aviation, because I mean, I I think I, I'm going to have to rant today, uh, but but it will go back to GA because I think the commercial uh, carriers are doing what they can; they're doing everything possible to make sure that we go general aviation as opposed to commercial. <laughs> I mean, uh, Delta announced a major change to their Sky Club access this week. And I know for a fact I am not the only one that is slightly annoyed by the changes that have been announced that I believe take uh, take effect uh, February 1st of 2024. Uh, because, you know, it's the only thing that makes commercial travel tolerable these days to me. And, you know, you got to work the system. You got to get that Delta Reserve card or whatever with the Sky Club access. You know, I mean, you have to kind of figure out a way to make it work uh, to get access to the clubs. And they just changed everything on us this week. And I, I can't imagine this is going over well. And from what I've seen online uh, this week, it's not. And will it be enough of a backlash to have them backtrack like they did at the beginning of the year when they announced that you weren't going to be able to go into a Sky Club once you arrived at your destination? They made that announcement and everybody went crazy and they said, oh, no, 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 we're sorry. We're going we're gonna to pull back from that. You'll still be able to go into the Sky Club once you land. But now they've released new uh, uh, rules for Sky Club access for Delta. That uh, I, I I don't know. I think I'm hoping that they uh, backtrack a little bit, Dennis. But uh, ten visits a year, if you uh, have their you know top tier Delta Amex card, which is not a lot. I mean, that might do for some people, but you figure you could eat up a couple Sky Club accesses on one trip, so you get ten freebies a year versus versus unlimited. Well, we, uh, you know, signed up for initially, and now I don't know. How do you feel about this? I'm, I'm already getting, I'm getting amped up here, Dennis. This is uh, too much stress. I need to find a Sky Club to unwind and get a free bourbon. <laughs> well, well, good news. I was already there. And, ah. and maybe, maybe what we need to do is go take advantage of this uh, and try to let it soak in, as it were. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I found out on my trip this weekend out to Reno that there's an unofficial pub crawl at the Atlanta airport Hmm. because Atlanta has so many terminals. They have so many sky clubs. Apparently you need to go and have a drink at each one of the sky clubs within Delta on the same trip. And you can get some sort of a certificate or, or I don't know if it's actually official, but some people I was sitting next to at the sky club were telling me about this. And I went, okay, that's great. We have to do this (laughs) now because we could actually use our entire annual allotment of visits just at Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Yeah. And, 
I mean, if, if they're going to really, truly hold you to that, I mean, you go to the Atlanta airport and you go into the Terminal A and there's, you know, I think two different Sky Clubs there. There's yeah. a couple on B, you know, you could go through all 10 in one, just on one trip like that. Well, okay. Uh, that would be one way to burn up that benefit. But, you know, that's not uh, ideal, uh, as much fun as that sounds. And maybe too many people have been doing that. I mean, they have had a problem of the Sky Clubs across the country. I've been overrun, especially Atlanta. You know, if you get to Atlanta and you try to get to the Sky Club, there's a good chance you're going to have to wait in line to even get into the Sky Club uh, during busy times because they're so overwhelmed with people uh, or maybe they're given too much access. And that's what they're trying to address, I think. Is that right, Dennis? What do you think? I, I believe so. I mean, yeah. I, I went into the the Sky Club on the terminal that, you know, I had just arrived at and you know, they had 15 people lined up outside the door. And right. so I talked to the concierge there and she reminded me that our Delta app will actually show you how busy the Sky Clubs. And it turns out that the Sky Club on Terminal D, which was halfway between where I needed to go for my connection anyway, was not busy. Mm-hmm. I went in there and correct, it wasn't, but it's also the smallest Sky Club, I think, in the terminal. Right. So, you know, potato, potato. Yes. <laughs> Well, so, you know, I mean, I understand once again that they they're trying to figure out a way to, you know, uh, you know, bring the traffic down a little bit. But the solution that they've come up with, I mean, this just blows. I mean, I, I got to say, I am not happy. I mean, I was thinking, well, maybe at least, you know, if they did like 20, maybe that'd be a little bit easier pill to swallow, uh, you know, for me personally. But 10 Oh, well, and man. especially given that it's not an inexpensive card no. to hold on to. Right. Now, I mean, they, there are more benefits to it than the Sky Club, but mm-hmm. just Sky Club access alone is like $600 a year if you want to try to buy a membership. Right. And hopefully that's still unlimited. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think it is, but uh, let's see, the the credit card, I think, is 550 right now. A Sky Club for a basic membership is 695 and I, I think that's kind of what you get, and I believe that'll still be unlimited if you want to get it. But yeah, you know the other benefit you get with the uh, credit card, you know, they'll give you some bonus miles when you sign up initially, and and then bonus miles on spend, and a then, companion uh, ticket, yeah, companion ticket on your annual renewal and stuff like that. But that's the whole point of getting that credit card is to get the Sky Club access. That's really what it's why people get that. I think that's the main benefit you're going for. But when you limit it like that, I mean, it's like, come on, guys. Well, just- and I think it's really mean and uh, really disincentivizes your long-term uh, card Sanity. <laughs> I mean, think about the, the amount of goodwill that they generated with, you know, for you and I over the years with, yeah, yeah we, we, we will willingly pay extra money for that card every year, knowing that we will make it back in our sanity by being able to have the Sky Club access, right? having those companion tickets. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, well, you know what? We really don't care about that. Yeah. We'll throw it out the window. Right. Because- You're now limited. You can only come 10 times. And, you know, that. I, I mean, that just, I don't know. I, I, I hope they're, they, they backtrack on this a little bit. I don't know if they will, because I don't know if they have any other solution to bring, you know, traffic at the Sky Clubs down. But, man. This can't be going over well with their customer base. And I've seen a ton of online comments of people saying, hey, yep, we're done with this card. I'm going to ditch this one and go go get something else or go to another carrier or better yet, fly GA. 
you know, once again, they're just, they're just trying to push us out of the commercial airports altogether and uh, go get our own private plane. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a sign, Dennis. What do you well, think? I, I think they're doing that because it mm-hmm. wasn't just Sky Club that they announced changes to. It was also the Del- Delta Frequent Flyer Program. You know, it used to be that it was the number of segments you flew a year or the number of miles you flew that helped with your qualification for status every year. Right. Not now. Nope. They, what, but Medallion they've made it simpler. qualifying dollars. Yeah. In but, other words, how much you spend in dollars, not how many flights you make or anything like that is, is how Delta is going to treat you now. So right. uh, is this a sign of the times? Probably, because if they're doing it, the other carriers are likely going to follow suit. Well, and and I will say, I I think the solution to the credit card issue is uh, because they've simplified the medallion status. That what they're saying: if you spend seventy-five grand a year, oh, no problem, you're all good. (laughs) So, uh, and that's just on their card, or right? Exactly. It's not on the card. Sorry, that's buying $75,000 worth of Delta tickets. Right, or something to that effect, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of money, and, you know, I'd rather spend that seventy five grand on a plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know what? We're going to bring on uh, sometime here in the next couple of weeks uh, of a uh, company called AirSmart. Uh, they're a fractional uh, operator out of Las Vegas that I happen to see at Reno, uh-huh. and it's really tempting you know, if they want you to spend that kind of money to fly on Delta, I mean, how many how many trips can we take on a Pilatus or some sort well, of a business jet? Let's for break it down. 000? We're going to do that on Just Plane Radio today. And then uh, bitch more about Delta a little bit, too. So stick around. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Wheels up, flaps down. Let's fly. I wanna fly. I'm ready to burn down all the walls that I've been building up inside. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and just complaining about Delta today. I mean, it's their turn, <laughs> you know. I mean, out of all the U.S. carriers, I will say Delta consistently outdoes all the rest in the USA. So I'm going to give them props there. And you would agree with that, wouldn't you, Dennis? I, I would agree. I mean, I had an uneventful trip from Fort Myers to Reno and back to attend the air races. Yeah. I mean, it was a connection through Atlanta. Coming back home on Sunday was a connection through Minneapolis. Everything was on time. The standards were great. Airplanes were, you know, they're full, but that, I mean, that's the job of the carrier. They want those seats full. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was a very good trip. It wasn't like our trip to Oshkosh where we had, you know, four hour delay in the terminal. Or and eight you got hours. Stuck. Yeah. In you Orlando know. for me, you know, I mean, I, and look, I, I don't want to totally throw them under the bus, but, but I got to say, uh, you know, this new announcement about the Sky Club stuff, uh, that's, that irks me. And I hope it's not a race to the bottom where the other carriers are bringing Delta down. Let's let's hope that's not uh, the case. Uh, but I will say just a, a little antidote thing, which I don't understand. And maybe somebody listening right now will, can answer this for me. But, you know, they, they uh, changed their first class status to Delta One, you know, about a year or two ago, right? And, and they, they kind of got rid of the first class moniker and said, Oh, you fly Delta one. Now the lay flat seats and all that kind of stuff. Well, That's on international. I mean, first well, class is still a domestic product. Okay. But, it, but they have Delta one in, in uh, domestic too, though. Only on the air, the, the large wide body airplanes. Right. So, well, and I understand that, but what I, my point was is like when I went to the Delta counter last week and I was getting on a flight I got in the Delta One lane because I was flying first class, and I got scolded by the lady at the guy. There was nobody in line anywhere, but she's like, oh, you know, you're in the wrong line. This is for international customers only. I'll take care of you. Like she was doing me a favor. I'm like, there's nobody here. But I'm like, how the hell are you supposed to know? You know, it's like it's first class. It's Delta One. I mean, come on. What's it say on your ticket, sir? Well, <laughs> you read <laughs> I was looking Mine at says, the you know, first signs. class or sky priority. So you go to the sky priority lanes. Yeah. Well, all of them were open when I happened to go up there, but I was just kind of like, gosh, this is really unreasonably confusing. <laughs> why did they, I don't even know why they had to do that. You know what I mean? They should have just left it at first class and uh, kept the confusion. I don't get the Delta because one. Because it's one better. 
You Come think? On. No, I don't think it is. Well, I think lay, it's... lay flat seats are definitely better than the normal. Well, that is true. That is so. true. I get it. But how about Delta? How about first class with lay flat seats? That would be a little bit more Delta understandable. <laughs> well, I mean, just for signage. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just don't get the whole Delta One uh, moniker. But eh, maybe it's just me. If anyone else agrees, you can email well, us and. And, and they'll probably take away know. Sky Club access from that too, because you know maybe all those Delta One seats, because they do get Sky Club access. Maybe right. that'll be that'll yeah. help cut their stuff down. Yeah. No, no, no. You have to have the reserve card. You have to be on one of your ten visits, and you have to have a Delta One seat. Exactly. You got to have a Delta One. You got to fly international. If you're flying domestic, nope. Uh, if you're flying international, yes. I mean, there's all these weird, you know, uh, hoops you got to jump through to get to the club in the first place. And now they're going to limit it. I mean, come well, on. And- did you notice the other little th- fine print? You and I probably never run into this because yeah. we want we won't book a basic economy ticket because we want to be able to do the upgrades. Right. But you can't get Sky Club access now as a Delta Reserve I if know. you book the ticket as a basic economy. I know. This is nuts. So if you try to penny pinch, <laughs> you lose your, your Benny. Right. I, I mean, you know, so I, I can almost accept that. You know, if you're going on the cheap, look, okay. I mean, it's, that kind no of blows too. But still, I mean, it's just aggravating, you know, especially when in, you know, you're, you're getting that credit card just to get the Sky Club access. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And once again, they're pushing us. They are definitely pushing us to get our own airplanes. Because once again, if you, if you spend 75 grand with them, yeah, it's not a problem. But I'm not planning to spend that much money with them. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen for me. $75,000, um, you know, you can get yourself a pretty decent basic trainer or even a fairly, you know, fairly decent plane nowadays. Yeah. Well, or I could fly private. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forget that. I'll just uh, charter some planes. Uh, that'll probably, you know, 75 grand, you could probably charter 10 flights, couldn't you? you Depends on how far you want to go. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you could cover a lot of ground. Right, you want to go see, go to Cincinnati? Probably right. pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Keep it up, Delta. You're going to scare us away. Man. Well, you know they don't care because they also made a very significant investment into Wheels Up. Um, so you know they have an option for us too in the form of Wheels Up with their mean? King Airs. They are one of the biggest shareholders of a, a charter company called Wing, Wheels Up. Yeah. And Wheels Up has been uh, struggling financially recently, and Delta uh, basically put a huge cash investment into them. So technically, even if we wanted to go charter, we might still wind up giving our oh, money boy. to Delta. Well, all right. Well, there, there's that issue, I guess. But, you know, uh, once again, they, they are the best performing U.S. carrier which is uh, a sad state of affairs. When you look at the latest uh, ratings, like the top 10 worst airlines, USA has uh, eight of 10, <laughs> which is, that is such a sad statement for our, our place in the aviation world. Uh, now Delta is, you know, I think it's on the list, but it's the best of the worst. <laughs> well, it, we've said this before, but it, it's kind of not fair comparing you know, Delta United American to Emirates and, yeah. you know, some of these other, you know, that Middle are, Eastern carriers that are subsidized by subsidized. their countries. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But still, I mean, I, I wish we could aim higher than what we seem to be achieving uh, or worse yet uh, seems to be. Like, how low can we go? <laughs> let's just bring down the ones that's uh, the one that's been doing the best and let's just knock them down a notch or two. Race to the bottom. Exactly. Here we go. 
So, you know, it is frustrating to see that. Uh, and I don't know. I Like I said, I, I'm just a little worked up today about this. And uh, I'm going I'm to put the best spin on it possible, which is like, hey, here's another a sign uh, that the universe has given me to get my private pilot certificate and start flying my own plane so I don't have to deal with this nonsense. And anybody in the same boat or, you know, plane probably should consider doing the same because I don't think it's going to get better. It only seems to be getting worse uh, with each passing month. It's nuts. Well, and maybe that's why we saw such record growth within the business general aviation side of things. You know, charter companies are going like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Private aviation's going like gangbusters. You know, uh, people are probably getting tired of all of this kind of stuff. And like you said, $75,000 goes a long way to chartering jets. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta find a plane. I uh, got to get back on it. And, uh, and actually, when you were out at Reno... Uh, you came across a Pilatus that you thought, hey, this should be on my list of planes that uh, that I should consider learning to fly in. I mean, it was Grand Caravan, was the, the Kodiak, and maybe there's a Pilatus up for grabs there that uh, we need to add to the list. We'll dive into that and a lot more next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. All right, so uh, Dennis was out at the Reno Air Races. We're going to talk about that in just a bit, but uh, he, he texted me a picture and said, hey, look, I know you want to get a bigger plane than my Mooney 201 when you do get your private pilot certificate, and uh, the, you, you've thought about the Grand Caravan, the Quest Kodiak, and uh, both very similar, but you came across this Pilatus, 
Pilates, Pilates, is that right? Pilati? No, it was a, it was a single one. So it's a Pilates. It's a Pilates PC twelve. Okay, was what they had on display there, and I've seen these, you know, flying. I've seen them, you know, numerous uh, other air shows and events. I mean, and there's a a very similar is the the TBM, uh, the nine forty. You know, those those airplanes. That's a single engine, low wing, single turboprop. Yeah, single pilot, and I think that you know something like that would be really good but the pilatus excels at short field and has a massive cargo door at the back so that would solve all your problems I seats like nine you can throw tons of gear in it yeah. and you can get it in and out of very small strips easily you know strips under two under three thousand for sure you can get in and out of in a pc12 well what isn't it uh much more expensive though i mean than a Not, caravan or are they about the same they're 1.8 to 2.3 million. They're in the mm, same ballpark okay. as a caravan. Interesting. Yeah, it's nine right. seats. Much it's faster, a too. Luxury. Yeah, 300 miles an hour versus barely 200 on a caravan. Right. So a little bit more training involved or something like that. Probably not. You don't think so? Why? Single pilot IFR, same Garmin stuff up front. Um, you know, it's just a little faster on final, but it's still going to be the same. Single engine airplane, single power lever, one you know, one okay. turboprop up front. Well, okay, and it's so pressurized, the- so that's actually an advantage over the caravan. You can go high and get better fuel burn and hence better speed with the pressurization. All right, so I'm going to make the comparison of okay, like a Cessna 172. Uh, basically, the Grand Caravan is that on steroids, massive mm-hmm. 172. So this Pilata sounds to me like your Mooney 201. On steroids, is that pretty much a good? Is that a good comparison? That's, you think that's a good comparison. Yeah. In fact, the it's the uh, competitor to the uh, PTTB or the Pilatus is the TBM. Yeah, and the TBM was actually designed partially by Mooney. The M in uh-huh. TBM was for Tarbs oh, built right. Mooney. I so hearing this. yeah, they're they're similar families, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cessna, Beechcraft, Textron, whatever you want to call them today. They're in the process of competing with these guys uh, with that new Denali that we saw at AirVenture. Right. But that's a $5 million airplane. Yeah. So we keep going up and up and up. Yeah. They, these are way, way, way out of our budgets. Well, not necessarily. But we can dream. Did you talk well, you to know, the guys when they were? Uh, that's yeah. that's one of, the comp- one of the options that we're going to have is we're going to talk to the folks from AirSmart. They were the people that were demonstrating or you know had that on display and we'll talk to them and find out what the options are for fractional ownership for mm-hmm. renting leasing um yeah we'll you know, let's find out maybe the maybe with that uh delta spend we have now a budget that's right we can pull our money and uh and figure out a way maybe we need to just change a uh, trade in your mooney and uh get that what about that dennis well i was looking at the <laughs> hourly costs <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What is the uh, fuel burn on that thing? Uh, well, they say that the operating costs and everything on average is about thirteen hundred dollars an hour to fly that Pilatus. Ouch! Really, yeah. that much higher? So that's well, I, I can tell you that a PT six is going to burn about fifty gallons an hour, okay. pretty much all day long. Yeah, compared to your what thirteen or so? That's my normal fuel in the tanks on the Mooney for a three four hour drive. You know, yeah. I, I'm burning mm-hmm. ten gallons an hour, so. Yeah, it's it it's considerably thirstier, but right. you cover a lot more territory. You yeah. can carry more, so mm-hmm. in the cost per mile, it probably averages out. Well, and, and plus, uh, the Grand Caravan is going to burn the same amount, probably. Yep, thereabouts, and do it slower. Mm-hmm. 
So it's the same kind of, you know, problem you have or when you make the comparison to like the Mooney or, you know, 182 or something like that. It's the same type of deal, right? It's all about the mission. What do you want to do with it? And, mm. you know, these things all figure in how many people do you want to carry? How far do you want to go? How fast do you want to get there? Right. This, somewhere there's, you know, there's a Vizendi- or Venn diagram where all the circles intersect for exactly what you want to do. And those are the airplane in the middle, you know? Yeah. But ten, it, it can have like 10 seats in it plus cargo. Yep. I just, and, you know uh, what? I think I need something just maybe slightly smaller than that, though. You know what I mean? Not quite that big. So take a couple seats out, leave the cargo area. Now you got more room for your scuba tanks and your dive gear. Well, right. But what if we did like four seats and, you know, like four uh uh you know four seats for cargo and now you're looking at like the saratoga like our buddy captain um captain clay has that's probably you are type but the saratoga is probably the saratoga is going to be slower doesn't right. have the the uh the total gross weight that it can carry though so even if you take the seats out you don't gain back the the weight you know that this pilatus has got a lot of horsepower you know 700 plus uh, with the turbine up front yeah, and a much bigger wing, it can carry more load. Right. Uh, but there are some other competitors out there. I mean, we could go and look at something like a, a Piper, um, you know, the, what is it? The Meridian or the Malibu, whatever their, their M 600 or whatever the new model name is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a smaller airplane all around, but I think we wind, we wind up running into the same limits. You put two or three people in there in their bags and now you're gross you know, gross weight maxed is out. maxed out. Yeah. So going up to something like a PC-12 might be, even though it's got more seats than you'd ever need, mm-hmm. um, it might give you a little bit more room. Right. Well, more room, more, you know, more uh, weight capacity. Uh, I, I, that That's what I want. I just want the flexibility to do whatever the heck I want, even if it's just me. I'll be a big old, you know, gas guzzling flyer if I just, Show up there like old Jimmy Buffett in the seaplane. The environmentalists will be out there. Like, on the hey, throwing, what are you doing? Throwing your red paint on your airplane, too. Right. But uh, I don't know. That's just kind of how I want to roll. Uh, I want to I have the flexibility to do that kind of stuff. And island hop throughout the Caribbean and God knows where else. But, uh, but why is uh, this Pilatus have uh, such a shorter field takeoff and uh, landing capability? What's unique about it that makes it uh, capable of doing just that? It was designed for those workloads. Yeah. Pilatus had, it was designed from the outset to be able to get into small fields. In fact, they have a sister ship in their fleet, the PC-24, which is a jet. Mm. And it's the one of the first, or if not the first, business jet that's certified to fly in and out of gravel strips. Mm. Okay. And they did that by putting the engines up high. They designed it around a uh big cargo door in the back that you can literally drive a forklift up to the back of the airplane to load your stuff if you needed to. Right. So it was designed to get into primitive environments and be able to haul loads. So you could fly at jet speeds, but then get into a little grass coral or a little coral, you know, strip somewhere out in the Bahamas and bring all of your stuff with you. Okay. You're selling me. Uh, We just got to get over this price tag thing. So Pilatus, if you're listening, uh, we are still looking for an official just plane radio aircraft or, you know, something to add to the fleet that can uh, carry our crew and then some. And uh, just think about all the all the talk we would give them. And uh, all they got to do is give us one of their planes. It's a pretty simple uh, arrangement. I think, uh, what do you think? Will, will they bite? Maybe nibble a little bit, but probably <laughs> spit the hook out. <laughs> ah, 
come on, guys. I, we, we can, uh, I, I think we need to work a deal or something here. But that, I mean, we, that sounds we pretty think good. about the the mermaids from your radio show, you know, the scuba show here. Yeah. You know, they, they would be. What, what do you use them as bait? What are you trying to Well, we can use them here? as bait, but I mean, also, <laughs> they would look a lot better in that airplane than we would. Right. And they would be some of the passengers that we probably have to take around exactly. the Caribbean. Exactly. Because we can't leave home without them. But that's a whole another issue. You know, we better leave that one live for now. <laughs> we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What are you doing in first class? So, the pilot was from Pakistan. I said, hey, I know a guy from Pakistan. I work with him. And then he said, hey, why don't you come to the front and sit in the big chairs? But, 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 but that's me. I'm the guy from Pakistan. I told him that, and then he, and then he put me here. Okay. But I, the guy from Pakistan, right. I'm back in economy. Sir, you're going to need to take your seat. And Captain Bashir wanted you to have these samosas his mother made. Oh, no thank you. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And the sky's so high and the ground's so low. And I think I'm dying, but I'm just being born. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And through the terminal, we all shall go. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. Okay, so we alluded to this earlier. Here's the top 10 list of the worst airlines, uh, according to travelers in the United States. Coming in, number one, American. Number two, United. Three is Spirit. Four is JetBlue. Five is Frontier. And coming in at number six is Delta, followed by Southwest. So we have the top seven worst airlines in the world, according to travelers in the United States. Uh, followed that, you got La Thunder, uh, Air India, and Air Canada. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, they give a little break to Americans, and, you know, Americans also the largest airline in the world. So it's, you know, it's, not, it's somewhat understandable that they might have the most number of complaints. That's how they came up with this list of, uh, you know, complaints and fright plot, uh, problems and stuff from the traveler. So there you go. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, it sounds fairly accurate to me. I don't know. Southwest, eh, they, they used to be really good. And then they had some issues the last year or so and probably knocked them down a notch or two on the list. But, uh, but they're still hanging in there, at least, uh, you know, for this particular list I'm looking at online. This was from uh, Forbes, by the way. So uh, it is what it is. You got to plan accordingly, which your best bet is going to just go uh, general aviation. Get an airplane like a Pilatus or whatever you need to do and figure out a way to make it work so you can get your own airplane and avoid it altogether. And you'll be a happier person for it, I think. That's what I'm trying to do. But in the meantime, I'm trying to navigate it as best I can. And uh, it just gets more frustrating every trip you take. 
and they're not making it easier with all these changes we were uh, talking about earlier to the Sky Club access with Delta and ah, I, you know, you know, if Delta does it, all the other ones are probably going to tighten the belt on theirs too. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes, but. I don't know. If we make enough noise, you think they'll listen and backtrack, Dennis? You have any uh, predictions there? Well, I, mean, I intend to send a link of this episode directly <laughs> to Ed Bastion at Delta. Come on, Ed. What, what we think of it. Help a bro out. Let's go. Come on. In the meantime, maybe we'll get an offer to do the pub crawl with him at the Sky Club. I don't think we will. Not if he listens to the show. He's, they're not going to be happy. But hey, they brought it on themselves. We just call them as we seize them. You know? So uh, there's that. But, but if they want unsolicited feedback of what their changes mean to the traveling public, I think we're a good sounding board. I, you know, I, I think we're voicing the uh, opinion of many uh, people in a similar situation. It blows. Hello. You know, don't, don't, uh, you know, you're, you're abusing us. Come on. You know, the one bastion of, you know, oasis that we have to escape the chaos and you're taking it away from us or making it more difficult. Come on. I, uh, I see what you did there. Very clever. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So uh, you got back from the uh, Reno Air races and we, we haven't even had a chance to talk about what you actually saw. So did you have good seats to see all the activities and races or what? What was it like? Well, it's a very different type of an event. I mean, the race is going on about a half mile in front of the grandstands and then they've got you know box seats and uh, you can walk through the pits yeah. where, you, where all the airplanes are being worked on or parked in between the races and things like that it's very open and then you know there's very large grandstands one's reserved one's just general seating you can sit up there but you're quite a ways back from the flight line mm-hmm. but through the magic of media passes right uh, i was actually able to get picked to go out to a special pylon uh i was one of 10 people that they chose uh, just randomly they literally had a hat and were somehow pulled my number so they yeah. it wasn't the uh, it was pure luck so but you we were a pylon to, at the uh, reno air race I, yeah they went did turns <laughs> over me and quite literally we were out on turn number four and yeah. it's in the hills so they they took us out in the bus and we had to actually climb up one of these ridges up to where the pylon is mm-hmm. and i'll tell you what that is absolutely the most amazing way to watch these air races because the airplanes are coming directly over your head at 50 feet. And when they come around that pylon, they're having to make a hard turn. They're literally on knife edge, 90 degrees. The wings are straight up and down, and they're yanking on the stick coming around that pylon. And it is just amazing I mean, to realize how fast these things are flying. Yeah. I mean, 80-year-old airplanes doing 400 miles an hour just inches over your head right you know that's uh that's a little creepy uh and a little unnerving do you have to change your pants a couple times when no. they got so close or no <laughs> somebody had to wipe the smile off my face yeah okay Some little little ambiance there for us yeah well i i don't <laughs> i would think you'd have to change your uh drawers you know, someday, I mean, did that certainly that crossed your mind when they were so close and, and so fast, didn't it? Like, hey, they could easily uh, misjudge this pylon and just take me out along with everything else. Do you have to have to sign a release to do that? Or of what? course we do. Yeah. Um, you, you have to sign a release for everything, but yeah. they, the procedures are very strict. You mm-hmm. cannot go directly under the pylon. 
because that's where the course is. We're inside the pylon, but they also have the pylon judges there. Mm-hmm. There's five people whose only job is to monitor where the airplane is turning. If they see that it's cutting inside the pylon, they will act can actually uh, assess a penalty of two seconds per lap if they wind up cutting that pylon. So that made you feel better that, well, look, if I'm going to be taken out, everyone else is too. Sure. And the odds of <laughs> the odds of them doing that mm-hmm. uh, is pretty slim. But yeah, to be up that close and being able to see, you know, World War II fighters, jets, um, even some of the Formula One races, these little uh, single seat airplanes that are with a Continental O200, the same engine that's in your Piper or sorry, not your Piper, your Cessna 150. Yeah. They're racing those things at 200 miles an hour behind a hundred horsepower engine. It's just fun so how many much uh, more interesting than nascar <laughs> i was well, you know? sounds pretty cool i mean how how many people were at this thing i mean it's like thousands of people at, at yeah there's thousands uh, when know? i was there on friday the crowds weren't nearly as as busy i mean the show had started actually uh monday they would mm-hmm. had already started racing uh but saturday and sunday the crowds were <laughs> it was thick yeah um but this was but, the last one that's going to be in reno too right Correct. This is the absolute last race. I think it was 59 years that they've been racing at Reno, and this was the last one. And that's why I made the decision, I have to figure out how to get out there. Right. Well, did they have any announcement for uh, next year? Like, okay, we're going to be here and making a big deal about that, or is it still in limbo a little bit? uh, They are still in the process of taking requests for proposals. And so they have... They did say that they have several um, validated and vetted uh, options that look to be very promising. And obviously, there'll be a lot more coming in the future. And there may be some options to split this up. Right now, there's like five different classes of racing. You know, there's the sportsman's class, which would be like your Lancers. You've got the Formula One, which was those little O200s. You've got Unlimited, which is the Warbirds. There's a jet class. Maybe they're going to break it up and have multiple races in multiple venues so that it's a little bit more accessible. That was something that they're looking at. Hey, so, add it to a uh, sun and fun or air venture. Why don't they well, ever do that? That'd be Part of the cool, problem is 200 miles an hour and up 50 feet off the deck and yeah. crowds and too many airplanes. Right. And, and Reno had this beautiful Valley with ridges. And, you know, as you come around that fourth turn where I was at, uh, you go into the Valley of speed. I mean, it's, literally perfectly designed for this all right well and they're gonna change it so we'll see what happens thank the real estate developers yes and on that note we'll wrap it up till next time remember there is no better high than learning to fly just plain radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. i say we take off and nuke the entire site from morbid your aviation resource on the information super skyway it's the only way to be sure just plain radio is a production of overboard entertainment incorporated it's just plain wrong remember you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. i'm gonna leave my people up to the radio tower so tell a friend and take off every week with just plain radio and i'm gonna make a call the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.